out me that soft I breathe that I never turn my back Cause I need that, I breathe that it's slam time, you know how the story goes I'm fucking the game, but they don't know who's doing it Glory hold, don't fucking lie, I'm fucking fly I need a parachute Fuck on my niggas or my family, trust a parachute I swear I'd do anything for my paper For my paper, I'm a rider like Isaiah Money like skyscrapers, we out here for the bills And in case you ain't know, it's South Seal for Leo I'm remaining that, flame time, I'm claiming that For my screw head I tap, tap, and bring it back. For my screw heads, I tap, tap, and bring it back. For my screw heads, I tap, tap, and bring it back. How off the chain is that? Southeast is all I've been. I do this for Big Melo, Big Mo, and Big Hawking. And I'm longing them for Fat Pat, Pimp C, and Screw 2. If you hating H-Town, pussy nigga, screw you. Silver Lake. Post office. That's a postal employee, ladies and gentlemen, right there. And then that's what this show's about: highlighting talented individuals like him, uh, like yourself. Uh, but today, tonight, we have two of my favorite people in this whole entire world: Nicole and Taylor. What's going down, man? Hi. Hey. Uh, they are owners and proprietors of the Reup Juice Bar. Uh, can you give the people the address? It's 3401 Harrisburg Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77003. And what, what's going on with the, with this juice thing? How'd you get off into it, man? Well, um, you know, been a vegetarian for the last almost like 15 years of my life. Just got into juicing, and then I wanted to leave the post office, so. You want to leave the I post office? I wanted to leave the post office, so. <laughs> so this was the master this was, plan. This was the plan. To, this is my exit plan. Okay, okay. So let me ask you this, going into that. Like, you said that your, did your vegan lifestyle kind of, did, did it take that experience of you living that lifestyle for a while? Uh, and I know that you recently are a vegan as well. Like, you, see, you said 15 years? I mean, probably, yeah, close to it. Yeah. Yeah. But did, did that experience kind of push you into wanting to do something healthier, like if, if you were to go into business for yourself, a healthier alternative? Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, I did not do it for fun. Yeah, I, honestly, it, I didn't consciously do it. It just literally just happened. It was literally like, you know, I was Like nobody juice. just comes up with a... A, a business like from you just you were juicing in your home and yes juicing yeah. in my home um you know <clears throat> the opportunity came about and you know Taylor was like you should take it and but it was the, more and than that you were, we were juicing for ourselves and I was like this is good we should start selling it to yes yeah, so I said our friends and family yeah. and then I started bringing them to my job yeah. leaving it, leaving them in the fridge my coworkers were buying them. She yeah. was bringing them to the post office. Yeah, but by that time, the opportunity had already came. So it, it literally was like the opportunity came. I said yes. And as soon as I said yes, honestly, that's when everything started happening. When, when, when you said, when you mean you say yes, you said, you know what? That is a good idea. I want to do this. this. Somebody came to me and said, I basically, we have this building, has these different spaces. We have this one space. You know, we're trying to figure out what to do with it. And I'm like, Okay, sign the lease. Yeah. Sign the lease, and 
um, you know, we started to build out everything. But it just all started happening from right then and there. Like, it wasn't like a, you know, a planned out, like, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you start something like that. You, you just have to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. Basically what I'm saying, like, you just have to do it. Yeah. You but can't let be me scared, you know. Let me ask you this. Um, sometimes we, you go and you want to start something from the ground up, right? And there's certain people in your life that you figure, like, I can utilize this person's help or I can go to this person. But you end up finding out that it wasn't anybody you ever thought of. Like, who, who's somebody that was influential and in kind of helping you guys start this whole thing that you never, you never would have thought of? Like, damn, they were... They really played a huge part in this, besides you know, besides anybody that you you thought you could count on. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, like, like I said, like, there's no real like success story to this. Like, we literally just took a pen, signed the lease, and just went for it. Yeah. That's it. Like. It's literally what happened. Like, there was no, like, you know, I, I don't know how to, I don't know. This is just, like, it was just me and her, you know, we just started making juice. Like she said, after we signed the lease, we started popping up on the corner, table in the tent, started selling juice, started taking it to her job, mm -hmm. um, you know. And then during that whole time, um, I was doing the build-out of the juice bar. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I had been sitting on this for, from when I signed the lease. I mean, it's been... Almost like a year now. Wow. You know. And um, you guys' life has just been a roller coaster ever since then. How, how nerve-wracking was that grand opening night? Can y'all go back and recall that? I don't think it was. I mean, how was it for you? I usually get stressed out over everything, but for some reason with that night, I, I wasn't. I was pretty calm. I was pretty chill. Yeah. For once ever in my life. I mean, I mean, yeah, the only stress is, like, we were running late, you know. It was, like, 4 o'clock, and we had zero juice in the fridge. Yeah. You know. And the event um, was at 7. Yeah. So, that's the only thing. But other than that, you know, yeah, I don't. So, um, you guys are a, a couple as well. I don't know if the, the people won't automatically oh, yes. know that. Yes. You guys are a couple. How long have you guys been together? We've been together for 12 years. Yes. 12 years. Oh, she got it right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been together for 12 years, and we just recently got engaged. So tell me some of the pros and cons of working with your, mm. your, 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 your life partner. <laughs> I mean. Your business partner, and it's, it's your I, life partner. I'll go, and then I'll let, I'll, she can go. I'll say the pros is that, like, um, you, you know the person that you're working with. Y'all both have each other's best interests. You know, it's like y'all yeah, yeah, can trust each other. Um, I mean, the cons is just that, like, you have to deal with this person, you know, all day. Even if we don't, we're not together at the business, um, we're still making like decisions. Yeah, we're yeah. making decisions regarding the business, and me and her are complete opposite in how we like deal with stuff. Your approach to dealing yeah. with all mm -hmm. the Com business. complete opposite, yeah. So what, what what kind of things frustrate you you guys separately as far as that goes? I mean, she's a planner and I'm not. Yeah. You know, she's like, we need to have s scheduled days to where we do this and where we do that. And I'm like, every day is different. And you know where I got that term from? From the post office. Like, every day is different. No, no day is ever going to be the same. 
But I, some I would, some I would more juice may sell. Yeah, but I, the post office is different because well, you know, no, you know, mail, like you mail volume. Like, that's what I'm saying. Tuesdays day. are light, Wednesdays are not light. Okay. So we don't. Some a lot of people come in on Monday, and then let's say Tuesday, not a lot of people may come in. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like every day is different. So. And you guys are. It's the business is fairly new. How how long have you guys been open? About six weeks, right? About mm-hmm. six weeks. Now. So you're still figuring out. Yeah. All that. Sure. All that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, well, I I want to take this time out to, to tell everybody that I've known them for how long? Uh, many, many years. I don't know if Nicole can can recall the first day that we met. Yes, I can. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, but we we kind of click like I, I don't I don't know what it what it is, but yeah, you had the white you like had the white phones on. And you asked me what I was listening to, and you gave me a chair because I was, had been standing for a while. Wait, yeah. what were you listening to? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Just curious. I, oh, I had my headphones in. He's like, what are you listening to? Just, um, yeah, just him being making just conversation. Yeah, yeah, you know. Just he's, being friendly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, what I did want to say is I, I really admire you two um, because – I've known you for a while. I don't know how long you've you've been at the post office, um, but I met you shortly afterward, and um, I have to say that uh, at this watching you guys from that point, y'all were basically kids, mm-hmm. you know, and um, watching you to yeah, I started when I was twenty. Yeah. So. And watching you guys get to um, where you are now. Um, and not only the fact that you guys have, you know, started your own business and are like kind of integrated in downtown, you know, uh, infrastructure. That that's 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 awesome. Um, but just the fact that you guys kind of hold it together, and I admire you guys as a couple, you know. So yeah, I just want to make sure I, I told y'all that. You know Thank how you. I, I feel about y'all. Aww. Yeah. Um. So Nicole, your your, your style. She got a ghetto boy shirt on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Peep the outfit, man. The so, jeans. But what, what people probably don't know is, Taylor, you were a business owner already in your own right. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Um, I worked in retail most of my um, career life. And then I got a job. Well, I went to fashion school. I worked in retail while I was in fashion school. Um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in fashion retail management, and then um, I got a job at the corporate office um, for Francesca's, um, and I was a merchandise coordinator, so I kind of... I've seen that, Francesca. The their logo is kind of in cursive a little bit. It's like... It's really thin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen that. Where, where, where is that at? I mean, they have different locations um, across Houston. Mm. Um but it's, it's a Houston-based company. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I got a job at the corporate office. I thought I would love it because I was like, this is in line with what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with the buyers and vendors, so I was writing, like, purchase orders um, for, like, the jewelry we were bringing in and um, accessories, all of that. Um, so I basically wrote purchase orders. I brought all of our samples to, like, the studio to be photographed, all this stuff. I hated that job. I hated it, and yeah. so um, because I hated it so much, I like one day I just I I couldn't go in. I was like I can't do this anymore. 
I had a breakdown. I think it was like Memorial Day weekend. I had a breakdown. I was so stressed. It was the most stressful job ever. Mm-hmm. And all the deadlines and stuff like that. And I just, I didn't like the vibe there. I'm yeah. really big on my energy. And so I hated it. I didn't go in. I emailed them and told them I won't be coming back. And then I started working on my fashion truck like that moment. I started building it out, focusing on that. Um, it took me some months. I finished my fashion truck. Um, I had it like painted on the outside. I had everything installed on the inside, windows installed, flooring installed, everything. Um, and then 2019, um, April 2019 was my first event. I had my first event at the Art Car Parade, um, which was really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just popped up on the weekends at different markets, um, selling clothes, accessories. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And then when that happened, no, I just... No I, more markets. Yeah, it was no markets. Oh, they didn't hold any... Oh, no, wow. you know, no crowds. Mm-hmm. Nobody was around each other. So all the markets stopped. And so that means no more events, you know. Exactly. Wow. Um, so then I just I took a step back from that. And then the juice thing became... Like, came into play. Um, and so I feel like I definitely put that on the back burner to focus on the juice business. And also, too, like the pandemic showed me how important like health is. And mm-hmm. like, while all other businesses were kind of falling apart or closing, um, I noticed that like food, anything like health related, those are the businesses that still succeeded because those are like essential goods. Yeah. So, um, we just, I just focused on that with Nicole and that's that I saw my fashion truck. Um, I just, I haven't done any events. We've been kind of just rocking with the juice bar, I'll probably, I mean, who knows? I may bring that to the re-up and it may be like a part yeah, of it. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. You're excited to get that going again? That's your passion, right? It is, but I mean... She's not health, inspired by fashion right now either. I mean, I wasn't for a while. I think the pandemic really just being in the house all day long. Like, I yeah, you, you don't, you don't go out and see. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was nowhere for me to go. Like, what am I getting dressed for? I'm just now starting to, like, shop again and be inspired. Um... So, you know, I don't know. We'll see where, what the future holds. But right now, I've definitely been focusing on, like, health and the juice bar and just also educating people on health and all of that. Because that's a whole thing in itself. Like, people are like, why am I paying this much for this? Um, well, you mean as far as the the juice? Yes. we. I mean, we have people that come in there who are just like, you know, being healthy is expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like okay, but you will spend a lot of money, like, when you go to the bar. You know, you'll spend a lot of money on, like, junk food. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like educating, like, why you should spend money on being healthy um, has become super important to both of us. Yeah. Um, You, so your passion is fashion, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that was your first love, but she is... Like her, her style is, is pretty. Uh, what would you call that? I don't know. It's uh, the question, style. question is who's who's more fashionable? No one's more fashionable. Me. Everyone has different styles. <laughs> Definitely me. Oh wow. <laughs> well, um, well, no. yeah. Go, go ahead. She could definitely put looks together. Oh. I, I just get pe- I just get pieces. 
My thing is pieces. What's the most? If I didn't have what, a piece, what? I, I wouldn't have a look. She okay. can create a look from nothing. And that's the real. That's the real yeah. eye for fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I can create a look without. I can come up with the whole look just top of my head, not seeing anything. Yeah. She has to see everything <clears throat> together. I can create a look from my head. And she has <laughs> a lot of expensive yes. pieces. Uh-huh. She's very well, into spending a coin, and I'm not. I'm very frugal. Yeah. Kind of like, like a, to, a label whore. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the most you ever spent on one item? Let me think about that for a second. The most I ever spent on an item... Um, probably, probably, um, I'm trying to think of, um, I want to say, I want to say 1300 And what was this $1,300 item? not the most you spent on an item. What was it? Shoes. Shoes? Yeah. What were they? The off-white momas. Oh. That's the most God. you've spent. I feel like you've spent more than that. I know some no. sneakerheads out there that'll appreciate that. Yeah. The off-white momas, yeah. You still have them? Or yeah. you sold them? No, I still have them. People try to buy them. I've been tempted, but I'm like... With with you guys going into business for yourselves, um, I've noticed that, you know, you your, your lifestyle has kind of changed a little bit, like... You know, you've kind of slowed down and focused on that. What's what's the importance uh, right now in your lives of having having people who are just what's what's the importance of having good people around you at this point in your life? Um, very important. You know, it just it just feels good. Yeah. And that's just how it should. That's just how it should be. Yeah. You know. I know you say you're really big on energy, like bringing that energy mm-hmm. into your your work space and your your especially when you first get started. You know, what are some of the I guess things that you guys didn't anticipate going into this that y'all had to deal with, like personally from friends or family or you know? Um, I, I wouldn't. I I don't really. I wouldn't say anything. I didn't honestly. I really didn't anticipate anything, and that's just how I go about life. Like I don't anticipate, I don't plan. I just kind of go for it. And you don't and expect an outcome. Either. No, you don't have no, an outcome already no, set in your head. No, no, yeah. it's gonna happen when it happens. You know, like yeah, yeah. It. Okay. Um, I I want to get into something that is probably you know an uncomfortable conversation, but um. Nothing's too uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that from experience. Um, you you two are an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. And um, me and you, uh, you, both of you guys had some conversations, uh, you know, um, after the George Floyd, like, public lynching, um, that were, you know, it was a, kind of contentious time between you two in particular. Um, and I imagine for a lot of people who were maybe in you guys' situation, just as far as you were feeling really passionate about what was going on and you were vocal about it, mm-hmm. um, and it bothered you. You know, you, you, you tend to run hot on, on issues because you are passionate. And 
knowing you both, um, I've, like I said, I've known you from the beginning, and you guys are advocates for everything, you know, um, social justice, uh, equality. Um, you guys were are in the street, you know, on the street, like foot soldiers, you know. Uh, I know you guys don't do a lot of that now, um, but you guys were heavy, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've always been that, um, whether, you know, advocate for animals. You guys just love everybody, you know. Right. So um, tell me about that time and, you know, some of the, the issues that were going on. I'm, I'm sure you've, you know you've dealt with how, and how you made it through all of that. Um. <laughs> made it through like me and her and as a couple or made like it when we were talking um, on, just on the conversations yeah yeah that had to be had during that time mm -hmm. for you to get to the point to where you are now and um, you know was it time that kind of just well I think you know we have been <clears throat> protesting stuff like that for for many years you since know, you guys were since, young early since, 20s since Trayvon Martin yeah, yeah. I think that was, was 27 no or that sorry, was like 2012 2013-ish yeah was around that like time and um you know around the time when um around the time when um George Floyd got killed I think that was when Taylor was like you know she couldn't take it anymore emotionally you know, so then it, it kind of got to a point to where, like, like she, she didn't stand for anything. Like, I, you know, she wanted me to, whoever I was having a conversation with, you know, she wanted me to basically, like, speak up. You know, it, whether it be family or friends or whoever. Mm -hmm. and, and what was your mindset at the time? At the time, um, I think I was just, I think I just had... I fought a lot, and, um, you know, I just kind of emotionally, like, you know, um, took a step back from all that. So I was tired of arguing with people. I was tired of getting into it with people. Like, you know, I was tired of doing all that. Yeah. And so... Because uh, your stance has always been your stance. Yeah, and it still is. But you, know? you, you just... But I don't, I don't want to... I just don't want to go there emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just... I was just like, you know, I did that so much. And you know. you, for you, Taylor, you would say that was, would you say that was bad timing? I mean, I feel like, I, I'm, I'm tired too, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, like, I'm still a black woman. So, like, even if I'm tired, like, I'm still involved in what's going on. And, and so being affected. Like, yeah. On, I'm be, yeah, on a daily exactly. basis. So, yeah. I can't really take a step back. So, it, it's just like, in that time, like, I want my partner in my corner and... You know, if I feel like I should be able to want to step back and be like, I'm tired. I don't want to have this argument. Like, stand up for me. It, like, be an ally in that moment. And she always has been. But also, too, like, Nicole, I would say that she is, like, she doesn't really like to have altercations. Like, she doesn't <clears throat> mind having them. But especially with her family, like, I would say she doesn't like to have them. Um... Like, I mean, people that she's close to, um, I kind of don't care. Um, for me, like, it's easy to have, like, hard conversations with people because I definitely like to, like, set, like, my expectations. Um, I like to set boundaries. Um, she's not really like that. So I think it was a lot of me, like, pushing, like, 
you know, make sure you set these boundaries or make sure you, like, enlighten them on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just kind of just like, I'm tired. Like, I don't, I don't want to have that argument. And so it was, it was, I feel like upsetting me. Um, I feel like 2020 was very, very hard for me. Um, as well as, uh, as, well as um, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. people of color. Um, yeah, it was a difficult year. Um, the pandemic kind of, I guess, diluted a lot of things that were going on socially. And we kind of gave our focus to that. But, um, you know, it, it's, it'll always be there. You know, I'm, I'm glad you guys, you know, because we, we, we would speak um, pretty regularly about that. And, you know, we can connect. And, you know, there were some days you understood and, you know, some days you didn't. But we always know where Nicole's heart is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's really important for, for everyone to know. There's, these girls... Uh, our allies uh, for for everything and everybody. So um, whatever's I, I, right. Yeah. You know. Except for you, you you hate men, in particular. Uh, just, <laughs> hell no. Just you. <laughs> just you. no. Just me. Just you. <laughs> okay. Hey. Um. Getting back to the fact that I I admire you guys. Oh, what what are you? Do you guys? Individually, do you guys believe that, you know, because I, I can't see you guys apart. Uh, you believe that there's one person for everybody and you are each other's? I don't believe there's one person for everyone, no. I do think that we are each other's. Yeah. What? I feel like, I feel like something. <clears throat> Hold on. That's kind of right. a contradiction. Explain right? that. Yeah, because explain that. Like me and you. Uh, every, everyone else doesn't have a person, just me and her. <laughs> Basically, that's what <laughs> No, I'm not saying every person, but I'm saying that I feel like me and you have like a very, like we have a foundation. We have a friendship that we built first and we have like a foundation of trust and we're very, very honest with each other. Like we're brutally honest with each other. And I feel like that has, that's why we're so strong. And I feel like not everyone has that. Not everyone has that loyalty. Not everyone has that that, um, I don't know, like, the heart to, like, want to make things work. I don't know. I feel like we're in a generation where people give up. And I also just want to say real quick that the 1300 was before the time of Afterpay and Affirm in Kalarna. Oh, my God. Just wanted to clarify that. So you didn't, no payment plan on those. No payment plan. Came off top. Everything out of my pocket. You're ridiculous. That's a flex? No, just a clarification. Okay. Spoken like a true Aries. <laughs> so, speaking of zodiac signs, like, are you guys compatible as no. far as that goes? We're not. You're heavy, because I, I saw you downstairs. There's a like a palm reader or yeah, we saw, something saw, like that. Yeah, you were on your way in. You didn't, weren't even coming upstairs to do the interview. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so uh, tell me, uh, tell me how that. Are you guys supposed to be compatible as far as your zodiac signs go? We're we're a wild card. We're both Aries. So yes or no? No. Whatever. No, I don't think she's so. a March. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. Is that what it yeah. says? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys totally believe in all of that? Yeah, mm-hmm. you you are the perfect example of a Leo man. Yes. That, 
That is me. Yes. You know what? I we had this con- we were having this conversation at work a little bit. Um and we won't say on here what a little man is. No, explain. Tell me. He's an asshole. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I thought he was the life of the party, but I think that's the the woman, Leo. Oh, really? What do you mean? Absolutely. Well, I mean, makes sense. What that? This won't turn into an Andre bashing session. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Next. you having my back, man. Yeah. So you 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 guys have a cousin or who who's the friend that you guys oh, have Rachel. that Rachel? Can yeah. she can she do some readings right now? Oh my gosh, she's obsessed with that stuff. Hit her she up, man. Like hit, hit her up. Tell her to call. <laughs> tell her to call. She's the... in London, so she's six hours ahead. I don't know if she's. Let's up. just see if she answers. She may. It's Fashion Week right now, so she's out and about. Let's see what's happening. Then so tell her to call. Call your number. Or. Yeah, it's a number. Okay, let me see if she answers. What time is it? You see that 832? You see that 832? Okay. It's 3 in the morning out there. Oh, she's, shit. Yeah, she's probably not going to answer. Okay, okay. We're going to have to. So she she lives in in London, you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She's a model? Um, I mean, she used to do modeling, but... Um, model by nature. <laughs> she um, has a showroom and a retail store. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hopefully, does she ever come back home? Yeah, I mean, she was here for the opening. Okay, all right, well, hopefully we can have her in one day, man. She can do some live readings for the people. Yeah. Um, I I want to stop, take this time right now to tell you guys about the show. Um, this, this show is for us. Uh, it's for postal employees. I forgot to say that up top. Um, this is going to be a platform where we, where we can spotlight individuals like Nicole and Taylor. Um, Nicole works at the post office with us, and she does, did something spectacular, man. Um, she started her own thing. And I know a lot of you guys are, when you hear something like this, you can also be inspired, you know? So I think this is a good thing to kind of not only motivate us uh, to, to do something that you know, maybe we don't we don't feel like we have the the courage or the the, the knowledge to be able to do or start up, but to connect um, each other with one another. That way, we can help support businesses like Nicole and Taylor. So, I uh, really think this is uh, this is an important platform um, for everybody to 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 kind of glom onto and be a part of. Like this will be our family. This is our home. We got a call in number. Uh, the number is eight three two seven eight one. 4903, and you can call. All the shows will be live uh, from 4 to 6 on Sundays. You guys, if you want to tell your story, you want to come in and be a part of the conversation, call in. Uh, you, you guys are more than welcome. You guys are family here. Um, so uh, tell, me, tell me about you guys' um, journey um, just as far as when you were, when you were young. You know, because um, a lot of people are, you know, <clears throat> well, me, uh, I'm kind of curious as to um, some of the aspects of, because, uh, you know, we're all, there's a lot of parents who work at the post office as well, um, who may have children, you know, um, who 
are in the process of fine figuring out their sexuality, coming out. Kind of tell us about you guys' journey as far as figuring out um, who you guys were in that aspect and coming out to your parents. Um, you said the journey? Yeah, just, just from the beginning, like figuring out like, oh, okay, this is what I like, you know, and dealing with that or the, some of the struggles that you had to deal with being young, you know, it's, it's probably, you guys have been living in it for so long now. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, up until you pretty much know, and sometimes after it's definitely a lifelong thing, you know, you know, it's not like you just, you just figure it out. It's like you're figuring it out, it out the whole time. Is, does that make sense? So uh, let me ask you, are you guys still figuring that out now? No. No. Okay. I'm saying, like, you know, you know, growing up, you know, you're on a, a, a t-ball team and you're having weird feelings and you don't know what it is at that mm -hmm. point in your life. So, you know, you're figuring it out, you know, and then time and time goes on. Still, you're having, like, all these weird feelings towards men and women. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just something that you continue to figure out until you finally kind of do. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. 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 And what uh, about just as far as you guys telling your parents, you, did either of you have any, any kind of issues in that regard? Um, well, um, or is it like, 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 I, like I say, how I do um, in my life, I just kind of just do it. I don't plan it. I don't just, cause, or else I'll, if I plan it, I'll never do it. Mm -hmm. So I just have to do it. So I was just in the kitchen one night, and this is when I think I was 18. It was like right before prom. We we're about to graduate high school, mm -hmm. and um, I just was pacing back and back and forth in the kitchen, and I basically just told my mom. And so, you know, it was weird for. How did she react? Like initially, she was like, "Well, first I said, you know, I have to tell you something about Taylor." And she's like, "What? What's what? What? What's wrong with Taylor? She okay?" And you guys at this point are we, we're friends. Yeah, yeah we're, su we're supposedly allegedly of, friends, best friends that spend the, that spend the night at each other's houses. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, we we've known each other since eighth grade, so we've started dating sophomore, junior year. No, end of sophomore, early junior year. And when you told when we when our parents found out in the sophomore our junior, junior year. year, so from about thirteen to. 15, you guys are just friends. Yeah, uh-huh. We started dating yeah, at 16. Friends. So when we told our parents, or when our parents found out, we were two years, about two years into our relationship at that point. Were you guys, in, so individually, I don't know if you guys were feeling any kind of feelings or different, you know, um, about your sexuality. Did you figure things out together? Was this a together process? Or individually, did you guys no. individual talk yeah, it was you, individual. and you... Who who came out first to each other? Well, well, I came out like I was. I came out to my parents, and so it was like weird for a week, and then after that, they were like, "Um, my dad was like, uh, you want to invite Taylor over for dinner?" And then from then on, like, they were cool about it right away. It's been all good. Yeah, my dad was like, you know, of course she can come over, but she can't spend the night, and she spent the night pretty much every night after that. You know, um, <clears throat> uh, Taylor, it was a little a little different. She. Didn't get to do that. Um, her her dad basically found out he was mad and he told her mom. And w while that happened, me and her were at the house at her house at her mom's house together upstairs. So it was mm -hmm. like really awkward. That was at the time at the exact moment that she found. I know out. that's a really delicate.
part of, you know, coming out, um, you want to be able to have the power to kind of let it. Well, cause let, it's let because know. you have to do it when you do yeah. it when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do it before. You or don't want to out anyone. That's, yeah. that's what's, um, so did you feel betrayed by your dad at that point? Um, you're so young, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was 18. I definitely was, my dad thought that I was, I guess, rebellious against him anyways, because, um, I, he, I was living with my mom and my stepdad, so I didn't live with my dad, so when he would try to, like, I guess, parent me, I was just like, I don't live with you, so I would kind of just, I don't know, talk back or be like, I'm not going to listen to you, I don't know, so I feel like when he found out, he was upset and he was saying different things, and I think I maybe, I don't remember what I said to him or if I hung up in his face or something, Mm. so I feel like it was definitely, like, a power move, like, okay, like, I'm not there to, like, you know, reprimand you, so I'm gonna call your mom. Because my parents, like, I mean, they. I'm do gonna not have get along. influence over you some some way. Exactly, yeah. they don't get along, so that was a huge deal for him to call her. Like, they never would talk. And what um, was your mom's initial response? She came upstairs while me and Nicole were in the room, and I like heard something out, out um, outside my door, and so I like opened the door, and she was just standing there listening. Um, and then she told me Nicole needed to go home. Um, she kind of just, I don't even remember what the conversation was. I remember it was like tension for a very long time. Like Nicole, um, wasn't allowed over. Um, I was still sneakering all the time. Um, I remember one night, like I had her in my closet, like she was with me throughout the night and then in the middle middle of the night maybe like three in the morning i had her get in my closet because i knew my parents would be getting up i know that killed you sitting in that closet probably (laughs) it was so long ago but probably yeah well you were kids so i feel like maybe then honestly at the time maybe i didn't even care yeah Yeah. you You didn't care about stuff back then like that yeah um but my mom did come in i I know her so well she came in like at 6 a.m before she went to work Mm -hmm. And she checked my room. Like, she looked on the side of my bed like to see a, if Nicole a, a was there. Like uh, uh-huh. a jail warden. But yeah. she didn't check that closet. See, I was, I was <laughs> two steps ahead of her. Yeah. She didn't check the closet. And I remember, I, I, I was like, oh, damn, like, I'm about to get in trouble. Um, she checked the room, and then she left out. Um, and then that was that. Nicole used to, like, come over. She'd hop my fence whenever my parents would come home. It was funny. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like I had a boy over or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much... What happened? One time my stepdad came home and we did not know that he was home. He was so quiet and sneaky growing up. And he was there for a long time until we realized that he was there. And yeah. um, and then when I noticed he was there, I was like, oh shit, we just sat in my closet for like hours. Yeah, until he we were just quiet. finally came up and was yeah. like, she needs to go now. Yeah, he texted me. He was like, is Nicole up there? And I was like, yes. And he was like, she needs to go home now. So when did things change? Um, well, well, for as me. As far as your, your, your mom. Okay. Yeah. Um... I would say 20... It took a long 15, time. It took a long Very time. Long. Just you being persistent that she's going to be in my life regardless. Well, I, I, I wasn't. At that point, I was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to be... Because when all this kind of came out, we were 18. So, I mean, I went straight up, straight to college. And I was, like, kind of gone all the time. And so mm-hmm. I would just go to her house. I was just never home. I was always at Nicole's house. Yeah. And... My parents, my mom and my stepdad divorced. Um, so then it was just me and my mom. And I remember she started dating this guy. 
which he had a daughter who was a lesbian. Oh, wow. So and that's kind of where her attitude began to shift. Well, I one day I told I told her, I told my stepdad, I was like, I'm still dating Nicole because I think they thought it was going to be like just a little Yeah, quick you were thing. going through a phase or Uh-huh. Yeah. And so at this point we had been like I don't know, maybe like 5 years in. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, you know, I'm still dating Nicole. Nothing's changed. And you're going to have to accept that. Like, I, I was like, you're going to have to accept it. Yeah. And they were just kind of like, okay. And also, too, I did not like my mom's boyfriend at the time. And so it was very much like, if I got to deal with him. She used then, that. Uh-huh. I was like, you're going to have to deal with. And now, hey, that's, my that's, mom that's, and Nicole. <laughs> you play the cards you dealt. That's leverage right there. Exactly. Yeah. My mom and Nicole are best friends now. They, they, they talk. Yeah. I, I just want to. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. My I, dad I was, calls her his daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, 100% supportive. She, your mom's a beautiful woman, man. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes me happy. I think it's just the, again, it's just a generational thing. And it's like sometimes you have to like break generational cur- curses. You have to like kind of like educate people. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I ask you guys about that because, like I said, there may be some parents who are going through the same thing. What's some of the advice that you would, kind of give parents who may have a kid who just came out to them and they don't know how to deal with that, like, to Advice eat. to give parents? To give parents? Yeah, to, to deal with that. How should they, on, because you guys had to deal with it from the, yeah. the child's perspective, mm-hmm. what would have helped you at that time? I would say that um, no no matter what. Even if you aren't in agreement of the lifestyle or whatever. What, yeah, what, no, yeah, no matter what, like, you know, when it comes down to it, your child is what they are or isn't what they aren't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're not gay, then they're not gay. Like, if they're talk, let's say you have a daughter and they're, you know, talking to a girl or whatever and you're upset about it, like, just let them, let them figure it out. If they, if that really is what they are, then that's what it is. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you're not going to be able to change no. the outcome. No, all you're going to do is make it so hard on your child. Why do you think a lot of parents go through the because the act of denial and Because it's it's taboo to them. Is it uh It's that, it's, it's that generation. I mean, mm-hmm. now of course but, it's different, but yeah, at that time it's I, taboo. I hear a lot of parents say that they love their kid, you know? That that's still my kid, but it's a kind of shame or a stigma attached that they don't want to tell their friends or their, yeah. their brother, their siblings that they have a, a daughter or son that may be gay. Uh, I see a lot of that, too. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. It is. But that's how they grew up, you know? Yeah. So you just, your advice would be just, you love your kid. That's it. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, I mean, you know. You have to deal with it, and that you're not gonna be able to change that that outcome. No, that's what they are. That's conversion what they are. therapy. Uh, that that no, you know. You're literally gonna make your kid hate. Yeah. Make your kid hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit more about the store and and what kind of events you guys have coming up. Um. Except. Tell us some of the benefits of, of your, your product because I know you say uh, a complaint you, you you heard initially was this juice is expensive. Well, but your, your, your take on that is 
you you spend hundred dollars on a bottle of alcohol. I mean, yeah. You know, any sixteen ounce cold pressed juice is gonna be at at the at the least ten dollars. Mm-hmm. At the at the least nine dollars if it's not organic. Mine's organic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some are eleven, some are twelve. You go to Austin, they're like eleven, twelve dollars. L A. Twelve, thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not out of out of the price range. What it is is every everyone has a reference point. So if you know if you're already into health, if you're into health and you're into you know, if you care about your body, then and what you take into your yeah, body. then yeah. ten dollars for a juice is not gonna. This is gonna be like okay, that, that's normal. Yeah. But if you know you live in the suburbs and you know you go out on a Friday night. I don't want to talk shit about nobody. Um, I'm trying not to. <laughs> it's, it's so the tongue hard. Or, yeah, but I'm just yeah. I mean, tell them the real. Just, you know, if if because you, you hear you had to deal with this from. Yeah, I mean, if you're going out on a Friday night, you you're going to eat at Chili's or, you know, you're going to eat at Applebee's, and then you see a juice that's ten dollars, you're gonna lose your mind. You're like, why would this be ten dollars? Like, go to the gas station and get a three dollar pineapple Fanta. But you have. Uh, Thousand, thousand. What, how much was that? This cold press machine is thousands of dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Organic, all organic, um, um, material. Produce. Yeah, produce. Like, it's the best. Thing it's you the can best. Do. It's the best yeah. thing you can do for your body. It's going straight. There's no fiber, so it's going straight to your blood. Mm-hmm. So it is pounds of pounds of produce in each juice. Yeah. And we don't add any water. You don't. There's no fillers or anything like that. Um, I don't. I like she's really big on eating like straight vegetables. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of um bread, fried like phone coffee, I want it fried, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Fried shrooms. Food. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's all about balance, you know? Yeah. And for me, I don't I just I don't eat pro- I don't, nothing I eat is processed. So, um but yeah, so the juice is just balances all that out. Like if, if I'm feeling shitty, then I'm going to go drink a juice. And just get me right back, right? Yeah. It's straight nutrients. Yeah. And I, um, I got, I have to attest to that. I drink one of them juices, and I feel like, yeah, <laughs> like this, you this, took an energy shot or something. Yeah. There's yeah. a, um, yeah. There's a restaurant right on the one block away from the juice bar. It's called Champ Burger. It's like pretty famous in Houston. Yeah. Second Ward, and um, the guy that owns it, you know, I don't, I don't know if he eats burgers all day, but he comes, he, at least every other morning to get a green juice. He owns a burger spot. Kind of balance some yeah, of that. he's like, I ha- I have to have this, like, yeah. you know, it gets him going, just like coffee. But um, but anyways, um, upcoming events, um, you know, like you said, we stand for anything that's right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just did a drag show. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's that's about our community. Uh, I was at the drag show. There was a yeah, he, man. He, what, he, he was the life of the party. What was the the young lady's name? They dropped it like it was hot. Oh, Brixley Coven. Brixley Coven. I'm having you on the show. I'm having you on the show. We. I have to talk to a, a, a drag queen, and I have so many questions. I have so many questions. But, yeah, yeah, I, I did make it rain that night. Yeah, yeah. You had the most fun, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, we want to have some events um, surrounding, like, um, addiction and recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also getting ready to start offering um, free Narcan at the juice bar. Um, Narcan is something that it's basically, it's literally like a life, it's, it can save your life. Yeah, it revives. Yeah, so if, if, if and someone- And this is someone who uh, is having an o- overdose, correct? Someone is having an overdose from opiates. 
and um, you spray, it's a, it's a nasal spray, or it can be like a shot. Um, you put it up their nose, and it um, reverses the opiates, mm -hmm. and that person literally wakes up from death. Like, no exaggeration. Yeah. So, we're going to have that, and we're going to have signs posted around the place, you know, because I want people to be educated about that. Mm -hmm. um, that way, they can have that, and they can literally save, like, a loved one's life. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are beautiful people, man. Um, I'm I'm really glad that you are in the position that you're you you're in. Um, you're in the middle of the city and you're making a difference. So I'm I'm, I'm really proud of you too, man. Yeah. So that's the that's our show, man. I hope you guys appreciate uh, what we're trying to do here. Um, we're gonna be live here every Sunday from four to six. Uh, you can call in. Again, uh, I, I'll put the call-in call number there. But I um, appreciate you girls. God bless, Thank man. You. Thank you. God bless y'all. See you next time.